HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. I'm Lou Bang. And I am Chava Periwa. And this is supposed to be Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. I think, I think you might have the wrong number there. This is uh, AAA, not Agave Road Trip. No, no, ma'am. We know you are AAA. I mean, we, are Chava and I, are supposed to be Agave Road Trip. So, okay. Go be Agave Road Trip. I, I can't help you with that. Well, it says here that you can provide roadside assistance. Are you stuck on the roadside somewhere? We we are. Did you blow a tire? Well, no. Radiator overheat? Nope. Engine die? Kind of. Our tank is empty. Well, we can't help you get gas. That's something you're supposed to be able to handle as a responsible driver. Well, so I think you clearly have never seen Lou drive. Second, we don't need gas, really. But you said your tank was empty. It is, triple A person. It's bereft of listener support. I got a Roger Bronson listener support like every other podcast in the Heritage Radio Network. <laughs> Sorry, how exactly is this a triple A problem? Well, if you, operator, enjoy Agave Road Trip, the best way to show your support is to become a member of Heritage Radio Network. But, I, I mean, until a few seconds ago, I never even heard of Agave Road Trip. But now that you have, perhaps you'd like to become a member of the Heritage Radio Network? You could set up a monthly recurring donation of any amount and choose Agave Road Trip in the designation drop-down menu. Become a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. <laughs> yeah, AAA lady, become a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Are you really trolling AAA? That's your fundraising strategy? Well, it's one of them. Maybe she'll recommend us to her enemies? Maybe. But if you stuck around for this ridiculous ad, we hope you'll also help us fill our tank by becoming a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Wait, Lou, did we or didn't we run out of gas? Agave Road Trip out! (laughs) 
I'm Lou Bank. I am Chava Perivan. And this is Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. And today, Chava, today, Chava, I want to try to minimize the emails and the phone calls that I get <laughs> on a on an almost daily basis. Oh, come people, on. Not daily. Come on. You're exaggerating. No, like monthly. <laughs> of people who are looking for help sourcing agave spirits to import uh, either into the USA or wherever they happen to be based in Singapore, wherever. And you usually tell them that you cannot sell them the mezcal you have in your basement because you had a brief encounter with the authorities of your yes. country, right? Well, it wasn't brief, but yes. <laughs> so that you cannot source them. I think that's the first part of the conversation, right? Right, right. But, you know, they, they always ask the question, like, how do I find the good stuff? And it's very rare it's, mm. I shouldn't say it's unknown, but it's very rare that somebody comes to me and says, hey, I want to start a brand of industrial mezcal. Can you help me figure out how to get it? Right. Like that's I think that's fairly easy to find. Um, but what mm. they usually want to do is a brand of these beautiful spirits handmade by a family that's been making it for hundreds of years. And how do they find those families? And what do you tell them usually? Well, uh, you know, the first thing that I tell them is <laughs> you should talk to Ben Scott of Malbien and uh, and Agave Mishtape and the importer of La Lucura Mezcal and, uh, and Neta. Okay, and I think we do have a quote from him, right? Because, yeah, well, that's uh, why I yeah. said all of that stuff, yes. Okay, so let, let's roll it. Okay, so take, away, take it away, Benjamin J. Scott. Did you know he owns a mansion and a yacht? Two yachts, I think, after the pandemic. Okay, yeah. You know, billionaires okay, so got bigger. That's, that's right. Okay, Ben. <laughs> You know, there's there's finding mezcal, which consists of driving in a car for a really long time, um, drinking whatever you drink along the way, and then eventually finding the place that has the stuff that you think is great. And that's part of it. But, you know, the big part is really coming back again and again and again. And if you want to understand it and have any connection to it or to the people, and certainly if you're me and you're trying to... Um, do business with them, you know, just finding something is not enough. You know, anybody that's ever had a, had a crush on someone else, like just identifying something that you think is attractive is not the same thing as like getting it. Uh, and you really have to like go again and again. So, um, you know, as many places as I've traveled, there's still not that many people that I've gone to visit 20 times, 30 times. And that's really like where you have the deeper relationship with the, the family that's producing it and certainly like um, the deeper understanding of what it is that's actually special there. God, that's, that is so, I, I love Ben. He is so eloquent. He's like you. <laughs> no, he's far more eloquent than me, but he's also older. So, and maybe one day I'll get there. <laughs> I don't think he's that much old. Maybe he is a lot older. I don't know. You're both kids. Anyway, you know, so, so like if you're looking for it, there's, there's that way of doing it. Right. Um, and, and there's that way of doing it all over. And if you dig enough, like you, you've done this for us when we've gone on our agave road trips, you just jump onto Facebook and start doing searches and you come up with this producer in Puebla, this producer in Michoacan. Right. Well, yes, there, there's a multitude of ways in which you can try to find it if a little community is making mezcal. But I think what Ben says is very relevant. Like, you know, I went to industrial design school and when I finished, uh, when I finished, everybody wanted to do a project with artisans in Oaxaca. 
Right. So they all moved to Oaxaca. They all thought they will come with a drawing. The artist was going to be like, yeah, cool. I love this. How, how many of these you want to be produced? Oh, I have one 500 in two weeks. Awesome. I'll do them for you. And it's not like that at all, as we all know. It takes a long time. It's a personal relationship. Uh, you might pay them, have everything in line. They might, I think the, the my best story about this and, uh, our sound engineer, Sound engineering girlfriend was Roy. Roy. Wait, Roy is our girlfriend? No, no, his girlfriend. Oh, his He's girlfriend. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was telling a story about how I think like some French artist came to Mexico and gave a drawing in perspective of a table to an artisan and said, like, I want this table. And the artisan made a table that each each leg was of different uh, size <laughs> <laughs> because he did exactly what was on the drawing. And it was like, Mexico is more surrealist than surrealism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. But, I mean, that's a funny story. But the not funny stories of that is you come up with an idea, you want to do something, and you either just don't communicate it the right way or something gets lost in translation if you speak Spanish, and you might end up with thousands of dollars of something you don't want. Right. And that's part of the learning curve of getting, of visiting these people 20, 30 times and really establishing a, a relationship where they are doing what they want to do. And you're getting what you will like to have. I, you know, I, I think that, I think you're right. I think that's a really vital point. So, you know, if you're thinking about contacting us to, to identify some <laughs> of these uh, producers, cool. But expect to go back down time and time again to make sure that the producer from whom you think you want to source your agave spirit, right? You've tasted it. It's wonderful. That's the one I want. You got to go and visit that family and make sure that the family is the one you want, that the producers are the ones that you want. And that what they, I mean, as we've said many times, we really like the inconsistencies in, in Mezcal, right? That's part of what it makes it exciting for us. The fact yeah. that each batch is different, but there are people that within that diversity are more fortunate in the very faces that their <laughs> Mezcal has. And there's others where you'll try a bottle that is freaking amazing. And then the next one is, uh, you wouldn't believe it was the same producer in, in other of the best of ways. So, and a lot of times it just comes down to sloppy production. Right. Uh, you know, where and sometimes where, you're lucky and sometimes you aren't. Exactly. So yeah. I, I think a lot of that it's, it's building that relationship with the producers. There's some that are more professionalized. I mean, I, I, there's some guys that, you know, like you and I have bought stuff from them without trying it because we trust their hands right, right. without question. And we know that even if it's absolutely different to anything they've ever done, it's still going to be marvelous. Mm-hmm. It's going to be actually another iteration or evolution of this producer. Uh, but but again, like we build these relationships. Right. I, I, why wouldn't you like, like I, I think I can point out to some people sometimes interesting options, but... Uh, but but I think anybody that's going into this has to be thinking about years of of close relationship with with the people that he's, they're they're working with. No, yeah, I, I think so. But yes, 
<laughs> I do think so. But you know, but it just it strikes me as we're having this conversation that something else that I think is really important to talk about, and that I the conversation I have with so many of um, of these these people interested in starting brands is they all want to go to Oaxaca, and and I get it because. Everything they've tasted that they've fallen in love with is from Oaxaca because 90% of the mezcal that leaves Mexico to come to the USA is from Oaxaca. But, you know, the truth of the matter is there are agave spirits made in at least, we know, 23 states in Mexico, right? Yes, and a lot of them, they're so beautiful. Do you think it get better pricing? Like, I mean, just talking from a very Chilitarian perspective, a lot of these mezcals made in other places because they don't have so much attention they tend to be made with a lot more care sometimes and they tend to have better pricing than than what you'll get in a place where it's like going to the club where everybody wants to go and you spend 30 minutes outside in freezing cold right and then there's this other club that it's nicer it just doesn't have such a big line and then you think it has to be crappy because it doesn't have such a big line outside or something Right, right. But, you know, I, I don't know that I would say that they make it with more care because I think because <laughs> I think then I'd get beat up the next time I go to Oaxaca by all the people that I love. But, um, you know, I, I do think that there is a lot to be said for when you travel around Oaxaca, you visit all of these different communities and there are different flavors and different traditions in these communities that are expressed through the liquids that they make, the spirits that they make. And it's lovely. And there's the exact same thing in the rest of Mexico. <laughs> and it's such a big, it's such a big continent, as you say. <laughs> Try something else from the rest of the continent. And in doing so, you're taking so much of this environmental pressure off of Oaxaca that I really do feel fear is going to do long-term damage to this place that we love. And something else to add that I know it's tremendously controversial, but many of the other places of Mexico where these spirits are made, they're going through a complicated time in terms of security and and and, and drug cartels and stuff. And I think one of the best ways to, to help them to fight that back is with legitimate businesses happening in their territories. So I think if you have more mezcal brands or more production of anything in a place, say, like Sonora or, say, Tamaulipas or Zacatecas. Guerrero. Guerrero. Guerrero, which is, it's unfortunately plagued with with with, with insecurity because of, yeah, of, 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 of a multitude of reasons. I think giving them more access to legitimate income does, can change many of these communities drastically. Right. And in the process, again, you're taking so much pressure, environmental pressure off of Oaxaca, which I don't want anyone to hear that as Lou Banks says you shouldn't drink mezcal from Oaxaca because that's like <laughs> suddenly we don't have any advertisers. Like, like, like that's that's absolutely not what I'm saying. And if, you know, you look around my basement, well, I guess you don't, but I do. And probably 90 percent of what's in my basement is from Oaxaca. Um, I love it. But sp- Spread, spread it around, spread the love around. It's going to save you money. It's going to save this place that we love. Um, yeah. And it's going to make this category be inf- infinitely more interesting because everybody, I mean, everybody tries to make a brand that wants to come up with something that it's different and exciting. Right. And All you got to do is pick a state, pick a different yes. state. <laughs> and the Who different the heck agave- is making spirits and exporting spirits from Torreon? 
Who's doing that? Uh, well, I I think we do know of a guy. Yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but do that. Absolutely. I think it's time for us to go drink something from Michoacan, Chava. Oh, thanks. And it's going to be coffee, I hope, because it's <laughs> too early for me. <laughs> okay, catch you next episode. See you, kid. Adios. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lubank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Eat responsibly too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.